Welcome to The Positive Effect. My name's April Sobral, and I am the founder of RetailU.ca and the author of The Positive Effect, a retail leader's guide to changing the world. I've had an amazing 25-year career in retail where I've traveled across the globe. I have worked and inspired thousands of leaders. And in this weekly podcast, I bring to you my retail friends and network conversations that will inspire you and encourage you to further your career in retail or beyond. We talk about leadership lessons learned and tips and tricks that can help you be a successful leader. So get ready to be inspired. And if you're looking for more leadership development, sign up at www.retailu.ca. And I'll see you on a live call soon. An error occurred. Oh, now I've got another error. Look at that. Let's see if it's going to let me go live. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. All right. It looks like we're live. Yes, we're live. We're on the positive effects. My name is April Sobral. And I'm so excited today. And we had a little bit of technical issue, but we got you on, Dave. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to set us up really quickly. Um, my name is April Sobral. I'm the uh, host of the Positive Effect, a weekly show where I get to talk to amazing retail leaders. Um, if you find this today, please go ahead and share it. I say this every week in your retail network. Tag somebody that could really benefit from this conversation. These are amazing conversations with retail leaders that share their knowledge, their lessons learned. And you can also follow us on Apple Podcasts now. So with that, we're going to jump into your story. I'm so excited that we got to connect. And um, I'm just going to jump right in because we've got about half an hour to get as much out of you and your leadership journey in retail as we can. So welcome, David Desjardins, <laughs> to our show. <laughs> Thank you. So if you want to start off, Dave, by, is it David or Dave? Because you put Dave, so. Dave's fine. Okay, Dave's fine. All right. So if you want to start off by telling us about your retail journey, um, you know, was it accidental? Was it intentional? Um, yeah, and tell us how you got into it. And, um, and then I'm just going to ask you a ton of questions. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've been watching your program, and, and obviously I've read your book and, and, and listened to the podcasts. Um, I don't know if it was accidental. Um, it was probably out of necessity. <laughs> um, I mean, I started working when I was 12, and then I got into the grocery business as a 14-year-old um, and worked my way through university and did not plan on continuing this retail journey. I had various retail jobs, you know, to pay my way through school. Um, but it just kind of stuck with me. And uh, even though I tried to do something different, when I got out of school, I fell back into retail. And I'm, I'm so excited and happy that I did. Um, I, I, I started with the Macy's Executive Training Program. Um, and, and that was my start after, you know, working in, in retail stores and, 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 and sales jobs. Um, but it just, it just kind of stayed with me. I think it's just part of my DNA. And, you know, I was thinking about it prior to the show. Um, my grandmother on my dad's side of the family lived in a very, very small town in uh, New Brunswick, Canada, and she converted the front part of her house into a general store. <laughs> really? Right. Because it was so, it was at least a half an hour to go to the nearest town that had a grocery store. So right. she was kind of the local merchant um, 
And I hadn't thought about that for for a long, long time. And you know what? Maybe there is something there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like I, you know, my mom was an antique dealer. Um, so I grew up in a retail store, but I didn't really make the connection either because I felt like I fell into it too. So that's kind of interesting that your grandmother had a store. Yeah. And, you know, my, my mom uh, was a homemaker and raised eight, eight kids. So her full-time job was taking care of the family. But when we all finally left the nest, she went and started selling women's clothing in a local clothing store. So <laughs> there, there is something there that, that's just part of our, our DNA, I guess. Wow, yeah. So walk us, uh, that's awesome. I love that story. So how, walk us through your career. You've had an amazing career. The last role you held was uh, the vice president, right, for Oshkosh Carters. Um, and you've had various roles throughout your career. And, and it looks like you've been in store operations, leading field teams, but picked up other things along the way. So walk us through, through your career. Our audience at Retail U is really about, you know, promoting the positive effect of a retail career and those leaders in it. And it's really great to, to meet people like you and bring you on the show and hear your story, because I think it's inspiring. It's inspiring to others to hear about our careers. So walk us through that journey. Yeah, so, you know, starting in stores is just a natural beginning for those of us who just love retail. And um, uh, after being in the department store world, got into the specialty business. And probably the most exciting time of my career was the years that I spent with Gap Inc. Um, and, and started as a store manager for Banana Republic and then worked my way up to a regional director out of Chicago. Uh, was part of the startup team who launched Old Navy um, and opened the first couple of stores. And then from there, you know, we went from zero to a billion dollars in less than five years. Um, and I'm very proud of those years and brought along some wonderful people. Uh, got to work with some incredibly talented people as well. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for all the leaders and partners and peers that I got to work with uh, uh, through that time of my life. And um, I lean on that to this day. Um, those are those are experiences. It's like going to going to graduate school. You learn you, you learn through the hard work um, and it, it's enabled me to uh, take on bigger roles, more responsibility uh, to diversify my responsibilities from not just stores in the field organization, but real estate, design and construction, visual merchandising, loss prevention, uh, all those categories that, you know, when you grow up in stores, you, you learn those components of the business. You do. And then when you get into a leadership role, you have much more heightened appreciation uh, for the store folks and the hard work that it takes to, to be a great store operator. But you have to have those support functions there to help you be successful. Um, and I think I was able to apply a lot of those those experiences to my to my career. What are some pivotal moments um, that you can share with us that shaped you as a leader in your career? I know we've all had them. <laughs> Gosh. Good or bad, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and I think you and I spoke about this briefly, but at, from a leadership standpoint, when you're in stores, you're you're answering so many questions and so many challenges every single day. And it's not just the associates, but it's the customers, um, it's the home office folks, etc. And so you really have to learn how to multitask. I know it's an overused expression, but it's yeah. true. Um, you have to learn how to juggle a lot of balls in the air. Um, uh, one leader shared the analogy. It's kind of like the, the, the guy that used to spin plates on the stick. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he'd get six or seven of them going, but you got to go back and hit the other one before it drops and keep it going. And that's what I think a lot of us in, in on store side 
understand what it takes to be successful. Um, so pivotal, I think I learned as much what not to do when I was in a senior leadership role as yeah. much as I learned what to do. Mm, unpack that a little bit. I like that. Nobody's ever told me that before on this show. <laughs> you get to you get to work with various leadership styles. Um, and, you know, and over the 20 plus years that I've been in the industry, there have been some really powerful, positive, optimistic, motivational types of leadership styles. And then there's been the other extreme. And as a young, you know, young retailer, you have to recognize you can learn the good and the bad. And what I like to say is I learned what not to do. So right. that might be that, you know, using fear and intimidation to get results, um, being a micromanager to get results, um, not being able to see the glass half full versus half empty. Um, those are the leadership lessons that I've learned. And I'm still learning because I'm exposed to a lot of different leaders. And you realize, hold on, there's a better way to do this. And you can still get great results by applying a more positive approach. And you know me, I'm like all about positivity. <laughs> like I wrote a book about it, but I do think you're right. I think there's been so many different leadership styles along the way. And I think um, positivity and optimism and positive thinking and mindset is a, is a way to go, especially with the younger generation now that we're leading. Their confidence, I find, is lacking sometimes. And so we need to be those leaders that like build their confidence. I'm having the opportunity to work with some stores right now. And it's amazing getting to work with young people. Um, but, you know, but at the end of the day, lead, leadership um, matters, right, when you're, when you're in an organization. And it really does shape like from the top down. It goes all the way down to the stores. And the stores can feel it at the end of the day. Absolutely. You know? And... Um, I was having this conversation recently, um, you know, with the pandemic that's gone on now for as long as it has. This working remote concept is puzzling to some leaders. Coming from stores, we've always done that. We've always <laughs> led from afar, particularly when you're running a big organization, you know, five, yeah. 700 stores across North America. Yeah. You have to develop a leadership skill and a communication skill that leads and gets results from afar. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think there's a lot to learn from stores, organization, people uh, for other industries. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, a hundred percent, people are like puzzled, and and I, I totally agree with you, Dave. It's like we've been doing that for a long time. I mean, when I had 250 stores for David C, I couldn't be everywhere all of the time. So, um, you know, it's the way that we show up and how we interact by role modeling, right? That really makes a difference to everybody else. I, I had a, a, I was on a call. Um, with a whole group of managers and I asked those managers what's the number one thing that influences and impacts your results and they said oh the customer the product and they said everything other than themselves and I and I, I always say no well, you are because the way that you show up every day where you choose to spend your time how you interact with others the words that you use the language you know the body language everything that you do influences what people do when you're not around totally agree and having the right people in the right roles with the right leadership approach is incredibly important. It allows you to empower them. It allows you to challenge them, but it allows you to do it from afar and still be successful. And yeah. I think that's a big lesson for everybody to learn. Yeah, and I think we're really good at creating engaging conference calls as well. Because, I mean, we have <laughs> how many conference calls have you sat on? You know, like, and, and now there's all these lessons about how to have an engaging Zoom call, which is great. But, yeah, I think 
just get, jump on a few retail conference operations conference calls. You'll probably learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's some CEOs that I know that should do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's, um, you know, digging into your career a bit more, like, I, I love asking real specific stories, you know, like sharing specific stories. I wrote a book about a lot of specific stories. Thank you for reading it, by the way. But I put... I put that down because I feel like we have so many things that happen to us on a daily basis in retail. And when people used to ask me what I did and I was out for dinner, I say, oh, I work in retail. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you just sell things, right? And I'm like, yeah, no. no, no I, do I do way more than that. So when I started to write the book, I was like, man, I have so many stories. Um, but how do you even share them all? So what's a moment that you're really proud of in your career that when you sit back and you look at it, all the things that you've accomplished, what's something that you can say, yeah, I'm really proud of that moment? Well, I want to be more general. Uh, and, and I really, truly feel this in my heart. I, my success has been the success of people who worked with me. And I now can see people who were store managers for me who are vice presidents of stores or vice presidents of of operations and uh, I get so much pleasure out of watching people that I worked with or I hired and I trained or developed and led who now got so far in their career, just like I did. Mm. I had great mentors along the way. Um, and, and I think that's the key to our success in our industry is how do you surround yourself with the best possible talent you can and can you develop them and, and empower them to be successful? and be a good mentor, be a good coach. Um, when you develop people though, I mean, that's one thing to say it right, but then it's another thing to put it in place in an organization. Lots of people struggle with that. Like, it's interesting because I'll, you know, having retail, you know, I'll talk to people and they're like, yeah, we have leadership programs. But then when I talk to those managers, they're like, or leaders, they're like, yeah, I'm not feeling developed. So how do you, how do you make sure that that happens in your organization, in your experience? You promoted a lot of people. You've seen people grow. So how did that happen? Um, I think I think never forgetting where you came from. I think you know. I still remember to this day what it was like to be a store manager for the first time, right? Um, and what that feels like, and the unknown, and the fear, and and insecurities of of being responsible. You know, I can remember telling you know. And I still do it. You know, if I go into a store and it's a two million dollar volume store. Um, and, and I'll pull the manager aside and I say, do you know how important you are? Do you realize you're responsible for $2 million in sales on an annual basis? Did you ever think you'd have that responsibility? And it's just recognizing what it takes to be a successful retailer. Um, it's not easy. And, um, you know, my job was always to be the mentor, the coach to bring people along. Um, you know, I, I lead with intensity, but with positive intent. Intensity with positive intent. Ooh, I like that. Intensity with positive intent. So intensity meaning, like, let's unpack that a bit, like focused or? Yeah, focus, high expectations, high standards, high energy, high positivity, but with positive intent. Right. Some people do that and with not necessarily positive intent. That's the key that you have to remember is, yeah, we got to get results. We're responsible to the shareholders. We have to perform. We have to make it happen. Yeah. The way that you can do it with positive intent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I and I always say, like, we're all here in retail to drive results. Nobody doesn't want to deliver results. If we don't drive results and deliver sales, then we don't have jobs. Right? Let's keep it real. Right. right? 
And Ron always talks about, I love my friend Ron Thurston, he's on today, I saw him in the chat, but you know, he always talks about the millions of people in America that work at, that work in retail in America and Canada and you know, across the world and how that fuels the economies and the world um, that we live in. And so it is a really important job and it is essential to remember that, that we are here to deliver results. I just love what you said about positive intent. I think positive intent is hard for a lot of people because we just naturally um, judge, assume, you know, carry baggage from the past, you know, um, and kind of bring that forwards because of the experiences we've had. So how, how do you, how do you keep positive intent? I think you got to love what you do. You got to be happy with what you do. Um, and you also have to recognize that you wouldn't be where you are unless you had great people with you. Um, and, and our job as leaders is to constantly support and protect those people. Yeah. That doesn't show weakness. That doesn't show lack of, of drive. It's actually the opposite. Um, and I think we're recognizing that these days is that, you know, people have to come to work and feel good about coming to work. Um, and, and, and I think um, leadership now has to evolve. It has to change. It has to learn. And I think those of us who, grew up in stores who, who realized that along the road, learned it along the road, realized that that's the way you get, you get to success. And I don't think enough leaders uh, at, at higher levels recognize that. Um, and I think, you know, you made a good point. I think sometimes the pressure of upper management that pushes down can manifest itself in negative behavior. Mm. And I think what I've learned, and I think a lot of us store leaders have learned, is it's our job to manage that. It's our job to make sure that that doesn't make its way down to the field organization, to the stores, because they have to be positive every day. They open the door at nine o'clock and they close the door at nine o'clock and they've got customers and you don't want the customer to ever feel any negative intent or negative feelings. And that's our job to make sure that that gets filtered and it's packaged in a way that we can get the results, but not have that negative impact. Yeah, it's the pressure, right? I mean, I've been living uh, to a sales number my whole life, you know, <laughs> like I wake up every day and it's like, how, how, how did I do yesterday <laughs> on a macro level and then a micro level? And there uh -huh. is a pressure with that. But yeah, I like what you said about it's up to us to manage that pressure so that other people don't feel it, you know? Yeah. And, and you know what, that can be misinterpreted sometimes. I've had that experience where leadership may have looked at me and said, well, you're not being in, intense enough or you're, you're not taking this seriously. It's like, no, you don't understand. Store people take it very seriously, but we don't let it show. We don't let it manifest itself in some kind of negative uh, behavior. Yeah. Uh, that's our job it, uh, coming from stores is to make sure that experience for the customer is always positive. And we got to protect our own people within the stores. So it's really hard to find good people to work in stores. And when you find them, you don't want to lose them. You don't want them to, to be uh, unhappy and, and, and leave. You, you know, you're going to be the one running the whole store by yourself. And it's just not possible. Yeah. I, that's why I say in the book, I think we should rename store managers to like positive change makers. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do every day. They problem solve and, you know, uh, fix things like get underneath counter, all kinds of stuff, you know, in, in operations teams. They just, to me, they're amazing people. I feel very blessed that I've had, had this career and, and like here kind of fell into it at the beginning. So it's so interesting. If you think about, you know, you talked a little bit about like leadership changing today, but if you think about retail for the next era, the next decade of retail, you know, coming out of COVID, what are the top three things that you think every 
retail leader, let's say senior management, that's the roles that you played in, in the, you know, in your career in the last, you know, part of it. You're not, it's not over, certainly, but just in the, you know, where you are now. What do you think senior leaders need to know? Like top three things, your tips. Like if you were going to sit down with a conversation and you had a whole lot of, you know, senior leaders in the room, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, I think a couple of things. One is uh, the consumer's expectations have only elevated. Um, the brand experience has to be completely 360 consistent, whether it's online, in-store. Um, there can be no disconnect for that because the consumer is too sophisticated now to tolerate that. So you've got to sign up for that and you got to work really hard to bring that to bring that to fruition. Mm-hmm. I think secondly, the employment scenario is completely different right now. And I think coming through COVID, people have reset kind of their life expectations. You know, this has been a scary time for a lot of people. And, you know, going to work and grinding out an eight hour day for $10 an hour is no longer, no longer tolerated. Um, going to work with a very difficult leadership team or very negative environment is no longer going to be tolerated. So you've got to dig in. You've got to figure out how do we address that? How do we change that? How do we make these employees feel appreciated uh, and valued um, and show them a career path? That's incredibly important for people. You can go from a sales associate to a vice president of stores if you want. Here's the path to get there. Yeah, we're living proof of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so I think those would be some of the key things. Um, The consumer expects a 360 brand experience, brick and mortar, online, etc. When they do come into the brick and mortar environment, they expect an experience that's far more positive than maybe it's been in the past. Um, Winning retailers always did, though. The the winners did have a great experience in their stores. And, And you're right. It's not always. Yes, the product's important. Um, the presentation is important, but then what happens to you when you come through the doors and when you leave is going to keep you coming back. Um, and I think that's something that we can't forget. Yeah. What's the one thing that you feel like you've learned out of all of your experiences for all the retailers that you've worked for that, you know, you think there's this one thing that I just, this is what I've learned through, through this journey. I, I have an expression and it's called, if it's not the people, it's the people. Oh. If your business is good, it's the people. If your business is bad, it's the people. So if it's not the people, it's the people. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. I'm going to I'm gonna write that one down when I watch this back as a replay. No, I mean, everything, else, everything else is important. Yeah, the finance side, the planning allocation side, the marketing side, etc. But you're only as good as the people that you've got in the organization. You're only as good as the leaders you have out there. If it's not the people, it's the people. Yeah, that's true. And every exit interview I've ever read through all organizations I've worked with, it's always people leave because of the management. <laughs> it's usually in the top two. Um, or a lack of growth and development. Pay is always in there, but it's like usually the third. It's 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 not usually the top two. It's exactly what you just said. I totally agree. I, I have had people, I've been very fortunate to have people who have been there for me, followed me, um, and have performed incredibly well with me. Uh, and, and, and that's the key thing is, can you lead a group of people in a manner with which they elevate their game, they find the positive side of what they do, and they feel proud of the work that they do. They're not going to leave. They're not going to give up. They're, they're going to stay right there with you side by side. Yeah. yeah. 
it's important that we continue to fuel leaders to grow and keep focusing on them. When you think about leadership development, um, do you think the organization owns it or do you think the individual owns it? Both. The organization has to provide the resources and the tools to do it. And then you as an individual, if you've got the mo the passion, the motivation, the commitment to your own career, you'll take advantage of those tools. Mm -hmm. So probably both. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about how much, you know, what you love about retail, I, I mean, it's probably the people, right? What, what is it that you love about retail? Like if somebody was watching this and they've never thought of retail as a career, because I'm, I'm like today, I'm like, we need to find new retail leaders. It's been really tough hiring um, in the last, you know, couple of months. I know there's so many articles about all of that and the vacancy rates right now. So if you were going to inspire somebody to, to choose retail as a career, what would you say that you love about it and why should they select it? Every day you're going to be faced with a new challenge. No day is the same. Um, you're, you're going to be motivated to solve problems, to elevate people. Um, when you lead a store team or a district team or a regional team, um, you have an incredible impact on a person's daily life. Um, and, you know, the fun of coming to work and rallying your team and you enjoy each other's company, you enjoy working together, you get results to your point, you look at the flash every morning to see how you did yesterday, you compare yourself to, the, to your peers within the district or the region or the company, um, it's, 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 it's a fun, motivating game, if you, if you will. Um, and and there's, there's passion in realizing you made a difference. Um, and, and I would say that's probably the biggest reason you should yeah. change career in retail. You do. We, we lift people up every day. We make such a difference in people's lives. I had a regional director at Banana Republic way back when say that to me. Because um, I said, you know, I was a store manager at that time. And I was like, why should I, why should I want your job? And, and like, how do I get it? <laughs> he said, don't let people tell you that you're too nice, April, and that you have to, you have to not be nice to like grow. And remember that when people leave every day, how you treated them is what they're going to tell their family. Because most people talk about work at the dinner table at night. Not not many people sit at the dinner table at night, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, you know, most people talk about their conversations about work and who they work with and who they work for. And then th those families are either telling them to leave you or stay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's the reward of being a retail leader it is is being able to share the stories of what you accomplished that day, that week, that month, or you come back from a conference and you, you, you got an award for your performance or something that you did, um, you know, getting promoted and, you know, being able to tell your family uh, that you got promoted. Um, really funny side story. I can remember when my mom and dad were still around, you know, on Saturdays, if I called them, now at this point I was a VP. If right. I called them on a Saturday, they'd say, oh, you're not in the store today? because they remember I mean, my whole life I was in stores and you know, I was either a store manager or a district manager or a regional manager. And on Saturdays you, you went to the store or you worked in the store. So, you know, you just realize how far you can come if you commit to this career, if you commit to this industry. I think, I think that's it. It's committing to it. Did you ever think that you would be, uh, you know, a vice president of that, those brands and, and foresee that happening when you started off in it? I aspired to it. Okay. I was motivated by that opportunity, 
But what I what fed it was the higher levels of responsibility that I got, the more people I was responsible for, the more I wanted it. Because I could make an impact on those individuals' lives and their careers. And and that was the most most motivating part for me. Yeah, and I say that to people all the time. I love that you shared that because that was me. I felt like the more I could help people and make an impact on a bigger group of people, that's what motivated me. And some people, and I say this to district managers, when I talk to them, I'm like, make sure that you make your job look appealing, you know? Because <laughs> yes. a lot of store managers are like, I don't want that job. They look stressed all the time. And I'm like, no, they actually can make more of an impact. You can make more of an impact if you grow in organizations. You know, fix, you know, know what you know, learn on the ground up, and then you can take that knowledge and then you can do something about it. And that will inspire them to grow and, and, and move up. And that's mentorship, right? That really needs to happen. I agree, absolutely. And I think, you know, I wasn't always in this mental place that I'm here today. It's from years of hard knocks and experience and making mistakes and being coached or counseled to, you know, change the way that I was approaching things. You know, I, I might have witnessed a leadership that was not positive and I may, I may have accidentally, you know, demonstrated that behavior because I thought that's what the organization wanted. Right. And I learned the hard way that, no, you have to fight that. You cannot let yourself go to that place. It's not productive. It's not long-term. Short-term it might be, but not long-term. Um, and, and, and that's, a, you know, a big thing about the positive effect. You, yeah. you, can't let, you can't let that stuff derail you. Yeah, I know. When we named the book, um, it wasn't me that named the book. It was Jane, my business partner. And, and we were trying to figure out what to call it, right? The leadership method, this and that. And she's like, well, as long as I've known you, you've always had a positive effect wherever you've gone. Well, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. Like, I've never, you know, that's how it came about. But, and that's why I think it's, it's a simple formula, but it's not, um, it's letting those pressures and those behaviors that you maybe see around you sometimes not um, influence you and and i can say i've had those moments in my career as well same thing where i had to really fight that influence and really stay true to who i am which is at the end of the day caring about people and doing the right thing every day right now, don't get me wrong you still got to perform you still got to get the results you still got to deliver yeah but you have to look at it in a different way it's 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 the positive approach is what works yeah and, and ensuring that your team is equipped trained supported coached, mentored, to do the right thing, to produce good results is the way to go. Yeah. Oh, this was an amazing conversation. I can't believe it. Every week I'm like, oh, 30 minutes goes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to share with us that maybe I didn't ask you and you didn't get to share or any words of um, wisdom? Um, I would just say to all the younger people out there who are pursuing their career in retail. It, it's an incredible career. It's an incredible business. Yes, there are good days and bad days, but that's in all businesses. Um, you can have an amazing impact on people and their leadership and their success. Um, so don't give up, stay with it, have fun, stay positive and pursue your career in that positive way. Brilliant. Well, you heard that from Dave Desjardins. And uh, and I thank you so much for being on our show. Um, again, everybody watching this, you'll be able to, um, you know, follow it on the podcast as well. We'll tag that in the in the links. And thank you for all of you that joined putting your name in. I saw some some names, some regular names and some lessons learned and some highlights. So you can go back and read them, Dave, afterwards on LinkedIn. It's always nice to go back and read what people learned from this conversation. 
And again, I'm going to say, if you find this in your feed, please share it with your retail network. Please tag somebody you know that could value from this conversation because these are amazing conversations that you really don't find every day. So I can't thank you enough, Dave, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care for now, everybody. We'll see you next week.